Relay FM, this is Upgrade, and this is the 2019 iPhone event draft. Today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace, Bombus, and Eero. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined by my partner and enemy, Jason Snell. Hi, Jason Snell. Hi, Mike Hurley. The summer of fun has come to an end. Now yes. it's the late summer of drafting? Yeah, that's all business now. All business autumn. Oh. All right. That's what so, we're in. Okay. Um, Great. Before we move into the, I actually was thinking we could maybe call this the autumn of content, like it's the autumn of content, uh, but that's a, nobody cares about any of that. Oh, and it, le- it leads into the winter of discontent. Exactly. I like what you're doing there. That's exactly. nice. Uh, hashtag Snell Talk this week comes from me. Jason, are you feeling confident <laughs> you're going to win the 2019 draft championship? Um, I'm feeling, I'll tell you what, Mike, I'm feeling confident that I'm not going to lose it. Yeah, you're doing pretty good. So uh, 2019 draft results so far, there have been two events, and Jason has won them both. So unless Apple does three events and I do a clean sweep between now and the end of the year, uh, you're not going to lose this one. There is a strong possibility of two events. We'll probably talk about that a little bit over the course of this episode. Uh, Mm -hmm. But I will also give a recap for people. We have done, uh, we've been doing this for three years now. This is our fourth year, actually. So 2016, Jason was the winner. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we both drew 2017 and 2018. It's a very close race. So I, technically that means I'm still the champion. You are still the reigning champion, I guess, because mm-hmm. you're the only champion right. there's ever been. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm the founding and reigning champion. As I was going through the draft results, um, I was reminded of just my crushing defeat at WWDC. Uh-huh. Right. It was it's so close. It was how so I close. remember it. And it was like one of those things where we had to decide on a justification and then it was a it was a win for you. I could have could have just anyway. But that's how these yeah. things go very sometimes. Close. Drafts can be very upsetting. They can also be time for great jubilation, like they are today. And all jubilation begins with rules. So here are the rules for today. <laughs> Ten rounds, twenty overall picks. We pick make 10 picks each so that's how we do this with the, some of the bigger events like these ones we can we can really we got lots of things to pick from we probably had like 50 possible things that we could pick from because we do compile a list uh, that we pick from sometimes jason goes rogue but that's typically stuff i would never pick anyway so he can just have those things like spinal tap uh, the winner of the previous draft gets mm. to pick first, and that is Jason. So Jason will have all of the picks. For an item to count, it must either be clearly announced on stage or on a slide during the presentation. We always prefer to score ourselves, and we will score ourselves at the beginning of next week's episode. But if we can't agree, Stephen Hackett will play adjudicator for us. No mm-hmm. half points. No points awarded for anything pre-announced or ridiculously obvious. Uh, there is a slight caveat to this. We are pre-recording. Um, we are pre-recording this episode on August thirty-first, so we will have to make that judgment. But um, if anything is pre-announced, we won't know it. So yeah, no, it we'll doesn't count for us. Later. It doesn't. It doesn't count for us because we. There's no way for us to know it if it gets pre-announced. So if you're somebody mm-hmm. who says, "Ah, that that was pre-announced on Monday morning before upgrade was released," um, it doesn't matter because we recorded this. We're recording this at. Uh, in the morning on Saturday, August 31st, because exactly. of uh, travel. I have travel. I'm going mm-hmm. away for the weekend, so we're doing it now. And the points awarded on the episode are final, 
no matter what happens. Uh, there is a tiebreaker question, which we've instituted mm-hmm. this year, um, and that's how we're going to begin the draft today with the tiebreaker. And the tiebreaker is, what is the number of total iPhone color options available on all new models? Jason will get to pick a number, and I get to say if it's over or under. For context, this is currently nine. There are nine color options available across the 10R and 10S range. So, Jason, how many iPhone color options will there be across all of the iPhone 11 range? So there are three 10S colors, and there are six 10R colors. And there is speculation out there that... The uh, invitation for the event is five colors. It's like the Apple rainbow, but not quite. Um, And that people are suggesting maybe those are the colors of the new successor to the iPhone XR. And if you think that, plus if they stay with their kind of, you know, gray, gold, silver for the Pro models, the XS models, that would be down one. But you've also got to remember that there are four brightly colored 10Rs and then black and white. So what I'm saying is if you wanted to think that they're just going to let it ride, you say nine. If you think that it's going to be five colors, you could say eight. And this is leaving aside like what they're going to do on the, on the pro models, the high-end models. So I'm just going to go right down the middle and I'm going to say nine. And you have to choose whether it's more or less. It's just a tiebreaker. Not worth any points unless we tie. In the unlikely event, which totally happened, that we tie. So you're going with nine. I'm I'm going to say less. I'm going to say less. Okay. Under. I don't think they'll do more. (laughs) Right. uh, Right. They're not going to have like 12 different iPhone colors, so yeah. you're, you're. That's not a, not a bad guess. I I I picked it where I did for a reason. I think there are good arguments to be made for for both up and down there. So all right, that's our tri- yeah. tiebreaker. Then we will count the colors if we have to, but only if, if we, we have, have to. to. Yep, it's not scored unless we, unless it's needed. Right. Before we begin our first round of picks today, um, I would like to talk about something very special to us. Uh, this September, you can join Relay FM in support of St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital in honor of Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. Childhood cancer remains the leading cause of death by disease for children under the age of 15. Children undergoing treatment for cancer and other life-threatening diseases often need transfusions, physical, and cognitive therapy. Your gift can help St. Jude provide the best care and treatment for your pa- for their patients. If you go to stjude.org slash pineapple, you can help save St. Jude kids. Again, that is stjude.org slash pineapple to donate now. Relay FM is St. Jude Children's Research Hospital's first official podcast fundraising partner. And we take this very seriously here at Relay FM for a bunch of reasons. But this is just a wonderful charity to support. And we're going to be doing a ton of really fun things throughout the month. Something that's happening right now to uh, my dismay uh, for every mm-hmm. donation of over $250 to that page, all Relay FM. Um, donations go to the same place so we tell you to go to stjude.org slash pineapple because that's a fun url but it all goes into the relay fm part um every donation of over 250 dollars right now uh includes what i call sticker misery so 
Stephen is adding a sticker to his laptop, and I have to remove a sticker from one of my devices. I maintain that Stephen is able to have more fun with this than I am. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, but that's what's happening right now. So I am a little concerned. So we'd, we removed four so far, and we're going to be doing it every couple of days, just like Stephen will tot it up, and he will tweet the number, and then we will both do what is necessary. I'm concerned that I might run out of stickers. So, like, I don't know what I'm going to do about that. I probably have to move... Well, I'm going to have to move to different devices. I'm going to be a very unstickered individual. But that is something that's happening. So if you want to cause me a little pain and Stephen a creative thing, then uh, $250 donations can do that. Um, but I think maybe even more excitedly, on September 20th from 4 to 10 p.m. Eastern, we will be streaming the first ever Relay FM podcast-a-thon live on Twitch over video. Uh, there will be audio available as well, but it will be, I think, primarily a video thing that you will want to come and watch. Uh, so that is going to be a six-hour podcast-a-thon broadcast live from the St. Jude uh, Children's Research Hospital in Memphis, Tennessee. Me and Stephen are going to be there together, and we're going to be pulling in a bunch of your favorite Relay FM hosts. And it's probably going to be new iPhone day, so I think we're both going to try and buy iPhones and unbox them on the stream. Why not? That seems like a fun thing to do. Can mm-hmm. I buy an iPhone in America? We'll find out. Um, so that's going to be... Th- we'll be talking more about this uh, over the course of the next couple of weeks, but we're trying to raise $75,000 for St. Jude. Um, we're doing very well so far, uh, which is incredible. So thank you to everybody that has donated. Um, we're we're really kind of moving along at, at quite a clip, which I'm very excited about. And uh, my personal goal is that we hit that fundraising goal before the live stream, which I think would be amazing and I think is really doable. Thank you to everybody that's helping support this cause. Yep. Slash pineapple. Slash pineapple. Stjude.org slash pineapple. Isn't it great that we got them to create that URL for us? Uh, it's because, as is usual, slash upgrade is typically used for something else. So, uh-huh. so we got pineapple. Who knew? Should we do some picks? I guess. It's time I mean, to start the draft. So, Jason, give me your first draft pick. Okay, uh, this one is on brand for me, and I don't know how many there will be. That's a tiebreaker, but I'm going to say new colors. New colors on iPhones, colors that have never been seen by human eyes before. No, just a new range of colors, like Apple Watch bands, a new range of colors, that it won't be um, the 10R colors. They'll, they'll tweak it a little bit, and I think uh, it's fun to make new iPhone colors, so I'm going with that. It's going to be interesting to judge that one. Um, it I'm is. Is that shade easy. of blue slightly yeah. different than this other shade of blue? My hope yeah, is that they will just say, here's a selection of new colors, and then that will uh-huh. be dealt with. If not, we're going to have to, Go to, gonna have to come to a decision about that yes. one. Uh, I had this pretty high on my list. I am unconvinced about the uh, six-color rainbow situation yeah. that everyone Although a purple very iPhone about would right be now. really nice but yeah I'm also sad because there's no orange uh like big orange glass thing on the invitation the orange is only sort of there uh as a uh looking through two different little glass things and I I think the orange iPhone 10R is beautiful the coral um, and it would be sad Fair. if it went away but I think it's going to go away because I think it's going to be like uh Apple Watch bands they want to refresh one way to refresh hardware that is not that different it's by changing the colors. Yeah, I am intrigued why they only went with five colors for the invitation. <laughs> it doesn't I don't yeah. understand that. 
Um, but that was what they did, so that's what we have. Uh, did you find that strange at all? Yeah, I, I again, like what I don't know, but I, I think I think it means something that we don't know. I mean, I do think it probably has something to do with the colors that they're going to make available, right, and that's right. why it is the five that it is, but I don't know. And considering they had a bunch of colors that were kind of like the old rainbow colors they just threw out in the invitation, right? Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. All right, so I get my first pick now. Uh, I feel a little bit more confident about my pick than yours, but we'll see. Uh, Wide-angle lens on the iPhone. Yep. This seems like an obvious one. Uh, If you're going to do anything for a camera right now, uh, this is what you would do. It is what everybody else is doing uh, for good reason. Wide-angle lenses are fun. And I've been thinking a lot about this based on uh, the rumors from um, Bloomberg last week uh, that the the software that they will show off will be the way they will sell this. I was reminded of live photos. You know, like mm-hmm. live photos were a great demo, but it's actually something that's continued to be something that people enjoy. Like it is a useful thing. And I think Apple might be able to tell an interesting story around some of the stuff that they would be wanting to do with the wide angle lens. You know, like the idea of reframing an image, changing a photo after it's been uh, edited. Like it's kind of like a, you know, it's one of those things that anybody could do. But if they do it first, it'll be like, oh, that's that Apple brilliance. So I think that's the thing that they're going to really try and use to sell this phone will be the camera. And whether that's in the video stuff that we'd heard about that might come up later, right? Like these new video effects or in this wide angle lens stuff and potentially a low light mode as well. These are all up for picking later on. Um, I think that that's going to be the story that Apple tries to tell with the 11, uh, especially on the Pro, right? Just how professional the camera is. I think that's that's the selling point. Yep, I I think you, I mean you're never gonna lose a draft betting on photography features on yep. the iPhone. Yep, it's what they go for for good reason, and it's what people want again for good reason. So, Jason, what is your second pick, please? Uh, I am going to pick the absence of a technology that was once promoted as uh, a revolutionary new iPhone feature and it is uh it's been a long time coming we've seen it happening last year's introduction of haptic touch on the iPhone 10R suggested it's going to happen i'm going to predict um and pick no 3D touch on new iPhone models gone this is a peculiar pick i was not going to pick it and i'll tell you why the likelihood of them mentioning something being removed seems slim to me well, if okay, so you're saying you're saying they need to mention that it gets removed because I think the these models will not have right. But 3D how will we know them. if we only know what's on stage? Because they'll mention. The well, I guess they'll just mention haptic touch. If they talk about haptic touch, that works for me. Okay, um, but that's if they do. Right, like I, we don't know. Okay, uh, they. Uh, it's very likely that they will say, and they will feature our wonderful haptic touch, te- haptic touch technology, and you've got uh-huh. your, your tick. But my thought on this one was, I don't know. It's it is a change. It's a, it's it's a, it's something that they you know they don't mention three D touch in their displays anymore. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So that's because it's going away. See, I one hundred percent agree with you that it's going away, but I don't know if they will. Well call it out on the stage. We'll we'll call this pick no 3D touch slash haptic touch mentioned. Mm -hmm. I am going back to the well of upset. 
for my second pick. Okay. I am going a, to be don't picking... Don't go back there. It sounds terrible. Don't go back there. defeated me in WWDC. Demo of Apple Arcade. Demo of Apple Arcade. Okay. Now, this was the pick, if you remember, that I ended up... I went with it. I was confident of it. And they didn't really give what we considered to be a demo. Um, right. But due to the fact that Apple Arcade is set to launch in a couple of weeks... I am very confident now that they will be demoing Apple Arcade. I think this will be the game demo portion. Um, We'll be showing off Apple Arcade, showing off some games, uh, that kind of thing. Um, I I think we can... I feel pretty safe in this pick this time. (laughs) If they're not going to demo it now, they're never going to demo it ever again. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think I think you're probably right. They always want one of the things about the iPhone is that when they're boasting about the amazing graphics capabilities and processing capabilities of the A13, right? Mm-hmm. That they and it's going into the holiday season. This is a legacy of sort of like when they used to talk about games on iPods and things like that. It's the holiday concept. They like to mention games, so I think uh, it's not a bad guess. That why if you're going to mention games on stage, why would you not um, use it as a way to promote your game service that's mm-hmm. coming out? And if there is any specific user user uh, UI for this, we've not seen it yet. So you right. know, like they haven't really shown off the App Store w- where it is, right? If there's any chat features or Game Center like stuff in Apple Arcade, Apple haven't shown it. Um, and it's not in any of the betas because Apple Arcade is not available. So I expect that Apple Arcade launches with iOS 13. That is my expectation. So, or very shortly thereafter, um, based on stuff that Apple has said and stuff that other game developers have said. So I'm expecting to see a demo of this uh, uh, because this is, I think, maybe of every service apple have available or will have available right now this will probably be the most successful in the near term it certainly seems like it's going to be the best people like like games they love them on their devices this is a good deal for a lot of games from a lot of very talented developers like it feels like the most surefire hit of all of them so well i mean there's some assumptions there right we don't know what it what the deal actually is in terms of the price and we don't know what the catalog is going to be so these are up in the air but you're well, right we, i think we know, it has the potential we know many of the games in, included and many of the games included are made by talented companies so sure sure i'm just saying that you you have the possibility that when we get it we're going to find that the reality doesn't match what our our hope for mm-hmm. it was and that there's mm-hmm. going to be a letdown there so i just want to I kind of want to just retain a little bit of skepticism about it. But I think you're right that Apple Arcade has the potential to be, of all of the services Apple has been rolling out for this year, it may be the one with the best chance of success because it does feel kind of like a no-brainer. Like, yeah, I pay a flat fee. My entire family gets access to a whole catalog of great exclusive iOS games. Uh, Yeah, that that aren't going to try and nickel and dime me for, you know, coins and, and things like that. Yes, please. I want that. I want that now. What's your third pick? Um, I'm going to go with new Apple Watch materials. Mm, that's okay. that's going to be my choice. This is going off that rumor that they're going to be, you know, a ceramic and a titanium. So currently the Apple Watch availability is aluminum and stainless. 
So I'm going to say um, I'm not I'm not picking here whether they're going to call it series five or whether it's going to be kind of like series four plus kind of thing. But um, I do think that 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 rumor, it sounds accurate to me that they would try to push on materials again and do some different variations. It's a little bit like how. Um, I mentioned about the colors on the iPhone, the Apple Watch bands, and how Apple has had success with that. Offering the Apple Watch in some new materials makes it seem refreshed. Even if there is a Series 5, offering it in some new material options is gives it some variety, gives more buying decisions, let people who want fancier materials spend more money, which Apple is happy to let them do. So that uh, that rumor has some resonance with me. I think that's a good one. I agree with you for all of the stuff we've been talking about the last few weeks. What else are they going to do? If they're going to do anything on the Apple Watch, this seems like the thing to do would be to offer new models and new materials, maybe some higher-end models. It doesn't seem like there's going to be much else for the Apple Watch this year. I would love to be surprised, but it certainly doesn't seem that way. Yeah, there's no buzz about... This is why I think it's still an open question. I think it's most likely there will be a Series 5 because why would you not increment it if you have minor hardware updates? But I still think there's a small percentage chance that they'll just say the Apple Watch is great and now we've got some great new models and this great new OS and they don't actually increment the series. And then even then we may discover that they did a little slipstream update in there, but it's not enough for them to market. I don't know. That's probably not going to happen, but there's just so much quiet silence just there's so much silence out there about it you can correct me if i'm wrong but i don't think we knew about the uh ekg ecg i can't remember which one it is uh functionality before that came out i I mean there There is a possibility that they could they could do something like some other sensor which could be interesting it's on our draft board you can pick new apple watch sensor later if you like i don't think i will but i'm pleased to give me that option (laughs) okay yeah uh, I'm doubling down. Uh, Apple Arcade pricing and launch date will be set. In the I don't know if you noticed in our little shared document, but I actually was going to pick this and then I backed off of it and decided oh, I wasn't going to pick it because um, I think you are almost certainly right that this is going to be, that they're going to say Apple Arcade, it's going to come out October 1st or September 20th or whatever it is and it's going to cost $4.99. Mm-hmm. I think almost certainly. However, I will say this is what gave me pause is... How certain is Apple about these launch dates of these things that they've got? Like, they they say they're sometimes very limited in what they talk about in terms yep. of launch dates. So that's what gives me pause, is not that they won't mention the price, because I think it's almost certain they will mention the price, but that they may say later this month, and does that count? And if they don't say September 23rd, mm, does that see, count? That's my, was, that's my question. Okay, so here's the thing. They say a time frame. I think that's that's how I was thinking of it because uh, they always give themselves a range, you know. But but okay. I think like a some so co- some kind more, of time frame, uh, more specific than fall. Yes, though, because they already said yes, fall. more specific than fall. You know, they may okay. say like September, October, within the next month. You know, like that kind of thing. But but more than a season. Okay, Apple Arcade pricing and clearer launch time frame yep. is the way that I'm going to refer to this. And um, and that means they need both. Yes, but they don't need to, need to say an actual date. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes, I think you're probably going to get it. I think. I, why would you not use yeah. this opportunity to do that if it's coming that soon? Again, like maybe we could talk about this later. I'm more confident in them doing this than giving Apple TV Plus its launch date. 
Apple Arcade feels more likely than to to get its date to me than Apple TV Plus will be, but maybe we can talk about that a little later on. Who knows if it will come up? Who knows? Yeah. So that's our first three picks down. We have seven more rounds to go in the 2019 draft, but I want to talk about our first sponsor, and that is Bombus. Every kid can remember what was cool when they were younger, whether it's something like Pokemon cards, which were cool when I was a kid, or Rubik's Cubes. You know, everyone thinks, I think yo-yos. Yo-yos were a thing when I was a kid too. Pokemon cards, yo-yos, they were big things in my childhood, and the kids now, they're running around in wonderfully bright Bombus socks, which isn't super surprising. They're the most comfortable kids' socks ever, bursting with color and designed with comfortable innovations to make them feel great as well. Send your kids back to school in socks that are comfortable and colorful so they feel ready to take on the new school year. And since Bombus donates a pair of socks for every pair purchased, you can grab some for yourself as well. And I will say I was wearing Bomba socks throughout this summer and I absolutely love them. I got some of the uh, like ankle socks. They have wonderful padding in them. They're so comfortable. I was feeling some discomfort from my previous socks and now I am all in on that Bombas lifestyle. They are super great. I really, really love them. Go to bombas.com slash upgrade and get 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash upgrade for 20% off. Open your browser right now and go to that URL bombas.com slash upgrade and you will get 20% off your first purchase. Our thanks to Bombas for their support of Upgrade and all of Relay FM. Man, Mike, you're making me want those socks. I don't. I didn't get any sponsor socks. Well, I'll I see, some, I need... Jason. I'll see what I can do for you. Okay. All right. I love don't socks. Don't worry. I love nice socks. socks. I'll get you some. That's socks. like on brand for me. Nice socks. I'll get you some socks. Don't worry. All right. Good. What is your fourth draft pick, Jason? Oh boy. Um, I am going to. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to live my own best life here. All right, Spinal Tap. <laughs> I'm following. Oh no, oh my God! Uh, you know, if it's iPhone 11, they could totally do it. They, they played could, a gig not too long ago. I'm, I'm definitely not trying to uh, make you pick that one. You know? No, 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 not at all. No, I'm going to say uh, what I said earlier, which is nobody has ever uh, failed at a draft by making camera selections about the iPhone, and so I'm going to uh, follow the speculation that that 10R replacement is going to have a second camera because the mm. one thing i think that makes me sad when i use the iphone 10r is that it's got like the fake uh portrait mode and it doesn't do a zoom which i've really more than portrait mode which i use occasionally the zoom the 2x zoom on the uh on the iphone camera i love it i love i use it, it all the time and then I use, I, the time. I use the 10r and i'm like oh yeah, right. I guess I'm I guess I'm going to get closer, you know, that's yep. or I'm going to do a stupid zoom that's going to be really ugly. So, I think, you know, there are definitely rumors out there that it's the three cameras on the uh including the wide angle which you picked on the uh the 10S replacements and on the 10R replacement. I'm going to I'm going to go there with the second camera because it's just it's such a great feature and we, you and I have talked about this a lot. Smartphone photography is about the most important thing that exists in this category. Like photography, people want good, this is their camera, this is their life. Um, We're all used to having cameras with us. Uh, Good cameras and good camera performance are uh, the most important. I mean, you take, there's a lot of table stakes of like, is it on the internet? Does it run apps? Sure, fine. Can I see the screen? Great. But like, the camera matters. It matters a lot and it matters for really personal reasons. So I think um, the more 
you know, you can invest as a smartphone maker in your camera stuff, the better. And the 10R is such a great product. And that's one of the things that really gives me pause about it is that it's only got the one camera because I really like that second camera. So yes, I'll be sad if this comes to pass and there's now a third camera on the other ones that's even more awesome. But I think second camera is going to make a big deal for whatever replaces the 10R. Cannot disagree with you on that one. I think that it is needed. I think it would be a, it would be very disappointing if the new phones get three cameras and you know, did the pro models if that's what they're going to be, and that the eleven if that's what that's going to be uh, gets just gets just one. Right? I feel like they have to go to two. Um, yeah. Again, I feel like if they didn't, I wouldn't be surprised, but I would also be surprised at the same time. It's one of those old Apple things. Both surprised More and cameras. not surprised by them. More cameras. All the great cameras. I am going to the dangerous area of uh, naming, product naming. Yes. Yeah, it is dangerous. There's extra difficulty level here. Mm-hmm. I am going with the 10R replacement becomes the iPhone 11, and the 10S and 10X Max become Pro models. That's the big flagship switch right mm-hmm. in a way mm-hmm. this is a i love it i love it i love the pick, idea but it yes. is super dangerous because we don't know what they're gonna do mm-hmm. we really don't know when the marketing in terms of pricing and naming we never really know that's closely held they could change it if they want uh it, it's it's not part of the kind of hardware supply chain there are presumably boxes printed somewhere that have this and, but you know they can keep it quieter but i like the idea so I want it to happen because I think it's a nice idea to have the lowest priced model be the base and then have those expensive phones be the, you know, a, specifically the pro or high end model instead of where it is now where it's like, I don't know, there's a couple different iPhones floating around and one of them's bigger but cheaper and it's a mess. So I, I think this would provide clarity and I like the idea that the 10R replacement, which is a, you know, 10R is a really great phone, just say, yeah, that's the iPhone 11. That's it. And then Spital Tap comes out on stage. Yeah, from this from the rafters. I think that this is the of of the options available the most logical. But who knows? Like this if they're right? gonna name them something, which they are, right? They're gonna name them something. This seems like the most logical option to me. It seems like a way to solidify the ten R as the phone for most people, and then try and eat, try and put more even more kind of like gravitas to the more expensive phones these are pro models for professionals mm-hmm. like you you want one of these right but i think that but then it also means that to get into the iphone 11 line doesn't start at a thousand dollars or whatever it is right, right? so and, and i think that apple would like to say this is the iphone 11 and it's three phones and that is the range now there are three phones and there will always be three phones available that is what we do and all of the rumors coming out of the supply chain over the next multiple years from ming chi kuo is like it seems like three phones are here to stay so i think it's about time that apple brings all that branding together does it at the same time and then makes something which makes sense from the get-go um, right. and calling and having the cheapest one just be the 11 and then moving on from there makes the most sense to me yeah the less i guess the more conservative approach here would be that they would call it like the 11r Mm -hmm. and then the other two ones would just be the 11s but 
I don't like that. I mean, I don't. I don't well, like the R and S and all of that either. I mean, it's it, it, these are. Most people would probably agree that the current iPhone naming scheme is really ugly, and I get mm-hmm. why. iPhone ten was an awesome thing, like iPhone ten with big X. It's like yes, but then it's year two, and you're like ten uh, S, but it's going to be XS, and it's Max, and there's an R, and so let's take it down. So it's one of those things I want to see happen, but you know they they have made weird naming decisions before. I think that's what you're getting at when you say that this is a this is a risky pick, a ricky pick. Is uh, they uh, they do weird stuff that doesn't make sense. So we try to p- apply logic and be like, oh yeah, this is the logical thing for them to do. And then they're like, no, it's the eleven S two or ten S two or whatever it's pronounced. It's an X followed by an S followed by a numeral two, and that's what but it's, it's called. Like, How 11. do we say that? <laughs> oh, you say it as eleven. It's pronounced eleven. We didn't bother putting the I in there after the X. We just want you to say eleven anyway. It's the it's X followed by eleven. <laughs> 10 11 that doesn't make any X-11. sense 11 <laughs> oh but they but they could do something that we don't expect but yeah. i i hope that you're right what is pick your pick number five? Oh boy um i am oh so many choices so many choices i was talking on this week's uh or last week's uh, tv talk machine with tim goodman from the hollywood reporter podcast i do i don't just talk about tv with you i talk about it with him that mm-hmm. Although Apple doesn't have to do it, I feel like if they're launching this Apple TV service, now is going to be the best time because, you know, the iPhone launch brings world attention. Uh, so I I don't see... It's the most watched event. It's the most talked about event because the iPhone is such an important product. I don't see how you're launching a TV service that is meant to have broad appeal in the fall without using this as your launch platform. So in uh, I've reworded this to be like what you said about Apple Arcade, and I'm going to say Apple TV Plus clearer launch timing. Um, mm-hmm. I hope that it's a date and a price, but I'm not going to pick the price. <laughs> um, I hope it's I hope they're like later this month or in October, and I really hope they'll say it's October 7th or whatever, and then they'll that'll just be what it is. But um, I think, you know, what I'm getting at here is I'm trying to pick something that I think is likely in this scenario of disclosing more information about Apple TV Plus, because why would you not? You've got the world's attention. You're launching this thing worldwide. Why would you not do this? So I, I, that's what I'm going to pick, though, is that the date will be clearer. I think I'm leaving fair. the pricing for you. You can take pricing or bundling. Uh, those are out there, but I, I'm going to choose the timing. Yeah. I agree with you. Like we've said this for years. If you have something, if Apple has something they want the world to see, you couple it with the iPhone. No matter whether it makes sense or not, you put it on stage in the iPhone event because that's when everyone's going to see it. And think of everything right now, considering the cost and like the, the, the investment, which could be, you know, upwards of $6 billion, we know now. They want people to know about this. They want people to think that it's important as important as they think it is. They put a lot of money behind it. They've got a lot of important people behind it. Um, I think they're going to want to make sure that they have a lot of information about Apple TV+. And if they have a launch date or a launch window, this is when they will share it. And I expect it will be shared because I think it's very soon. Um, they, they've had, they've even yeah. said fall in, on, on trailers recently. So 
Um, you know, I yeah. think we're going to get, we should get, as we say, better than fall, right, is what we're looking for. Yeah, and that um, Wall this. Street Journal, um, Wall Street Journal, I think, said in the next two months mm-hmm. in August, mm-hmm. and Bloomberg's report was by November, which does not mean November. <laughs> it means by November. Yep. So I think they could very easily say this is coming out this month, later this month, or it's coming out next month. And that would be enough. And then I hope what they say is, yeah, it's going to come out on October 10th or yep. something like that. Which is what they should do. They should give yeah. a date. Premiere date. Premieres. Mm-hmm. Hollywood likes premiere dates. They right? sure do. It's, that's what you should do. I'm going back to photography. Hey, I left I left a really nice pick in there for you that I thought about picking. And I thought, and um, I think I'm going to give Mike one. another photo pick. Low light mode for photography. Yep. That was the one. This is a uh, Google, you know, has been kicking... Apple's behind with their night mode in mm-hmm. the the Google uh, phones. It, it's yep. just even even my really dumb uh, Pixel One has night mode that puts makes the iPhone uh, low light photography just awful. Yep. And, and that's that a landscape bad camera <laughs> continues to change. People who who test these things say Huawei's is even better than Google's. Yeah. And Samsung has a mode now in the uh, Note line, which will probably come to the S11, uh, which is as good as Google's as well. So Apple was severely left behind because all of their competitors, their biggest competitors, have this now. Um, they need to do something. I don't know how they do it. I don't know whether it's hardware, software, or Apple's usual thing of a combination of the both, which helps them get better results. But they need to say they have good results whether they do or they don't because everyone's going to be looking at them. And this will be in that top five list of reasons Apple's beat by X company if the iPhone 11 doesn't have a low-light mode. Um, and I really hope that they have it. I hope that Apple's going to do smart stuff and it will do it automatically. That's what I want, right? Like I want an automatic low-light recognition and turn that mode on. Uh, but however they do it, I severely expect them to have something in this arena for the iPhone's camera. In some ways, this is like the greatest hits or the clip show version of Upgrade, these draft episodes, because we're like rapid fire going through all these things that we've discussed over the year mm-hmm. about like what Apple could do and what their strategy is. And I think this is a great example. I, I don't remember what episode it was, but we talked about how Apple has this philosophy of photography like they very clearly are guided by a philosophy of photography that's very sort of naturalistic they don't want to pump up the colors they want to capture the real colors they want to make effort like with the smart hdr stuff they want to make an effort to more clearly reflect what you see with your eyes that is the philosophy that has served them except in this low light scenario where i will totally grant you what they're revealing is not quite what you see and is not super naturalistic but allows you to get a shot that you otherwise couldn't get. And the challenge with Apple, I think, has been the reason they've been behind here is that it kind of goes against their photography philosophy, but they got to do it. In this instance, I think low light modes are more important than getting accuracy. I, I agree. And my hope is that, that they will actually talk about this and that maybe they'll even have a take on it that is a little bit different that's driven by their philosophy. But it may also just be that they're like, yeah, people want this and isn't it amazing and we used our machine learning and blah, blah, blah. Um, But I think, I suspect this has been a challenge inside Apple, not as, I mean, there's technical challenge for sure, but that 
it's a cultural challenge for them a little bit too, mm-hmm. which is really fascinating to see. So I hope they do it because um, that Google Pixel uh, low light yeah. mode that I've tried is amazing. It's I feel amazing. Like those walls started to come down a little bit with um, what is the HDR called? Smart HDR. Smart HDR. I think the wall started to come down a little bit there because I love the photos that Smart HDR produces, but they aren't completely natural anymore. Um, uh, you know, they, they 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 are doing some interesting things to some of those images to make the colors and the the uh, exposure look different. Um, I really love it, but uh, we'll, we'll wait and see. And I hope that that they continue following that with a low light mode. Yeah. All right. My pick is going to be uh, also iPhone photography related, but a little bit different. It's not actual photography. It's it's cameras and other sensors. I, I think that on stage, they're going to mention it's been two years since the iPhone 10 introduced the true depth camera hardware that includes the flood illuminator and the camera. And, the, you know, there's all the all these different things in the little notch area. And so my pick is going to be that they're going to talk about some aspect of that hardware that's been updated. Because last year's hardware was not updated. It was faster Face ID, but it wasn't updated hardware. So I'm going to just take a flyer here on them boasting about some way that that hardware is better. You're playing hard mode on this pick. I am. Because we have pickable faster or better Face ID. I'm up. Well, I yeah, you you know, but I don't know. I don't know. I feel like this might be better than faster face ID for a second consecutive year. Also, I'm up two drafts to nothing, so uh, I'm having fun. I'm oh, doing some power sliding. Yeah. Mm, look at this guy. Uh, I would... I'll be humbled, and then I'll come back uh, for yeah. October. That's what's going to happen. I think it makes sense to me that they would that they would do this if they had it. I'm just not sure they have it. So. Yeah, I don't know. We'll wait and see. Because they can say that Face ID is better in a bunch of ways, like how the iPad does it. And the iPad doesn't seem to have any different hardware in it. Because if it does, Apple never mentioned it. And that seems unlikely. Imagine if I picked that I lose the draft. What would happen then? Then I'd get a point which would make me win the draft? No, yeah, At no, which point I would Apple, lose the point because I lost the draft? Apple need to announce on stage that on you've stage. lost the draft. Okay, you're right. All right. Which seems... I mean, look, if they, if they, if they put connected <laughs> at that point, show art I would let there. you win. I don't care. <laughs> which which Relay podcast will be shown on stage this year? Probably none. Probably none. We got the Probably one. no podcast features this year. Probably not. All right. I'm going to go. If they're going to show off the Apple Watch, I think they're going to show off one of the features that Apple thinks is the most important, whether the rest of the world does or not. We'll find out. Watch App Store. I think they will demo the Watch App Store. Uh, sure. I think if they do demos of the independent watch apps, which they probably will, they'll have some people come up and show off. These are the new things you can do. They will show at least something about one of them being downloaded or they're going to show off some screenshots, right, of the watch app store. We will see. Well, what what does demoed mean, Mike? Demoed, I think, would mean that they actually have to show it on an on yeah. Apple Watch right. on I'm stage. I'm fine with that. We've been here before. Okay. They have to show it on an Apple Watch on the screen, right? right. Like we have to see I mean- it in living color. Video and what everything. do we know about this Apple Watch? What do we know? All we really know is watchOS stuff, and the yep. big watchOS focus is independent apps and the App Store. So why would they not hit home with that if they're going to talk about the Apple Watch at all? I think they've got to push that concept further. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think they should I, be I showing it. They should be showing how it works. They should be showing that it works. You know, like that this is a thing that you can do with your Apple Watch, right? Like, I would be really surprised if they didn't if they didn't go for that. Yeah, I think so. 
What have you got for pick number seven? Oh, I'm, this is going to be another weird pick, but right. I'm gonna. I'm just. I'm just leaning into the weird picks now, uh, even though it's only round seven. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pick that among the things that they mention about iOS 13 on the iPhone will be a feature that they will say is coming later this year. Hmm. I had to think about this. They're going to mention a feature that is great and awesome, but is coming later this year. Something that has gotten kicked out of iOS 13, but that will be great when it arrives later this year. So let me ask you this question, because I was thinking about this pick. This is is the OS 13.0 versus Uh 13.1 thing, which is like, how do you acknowledge that? And you acknowledge it by saying, and later this year, we're going to have this other great feature that you're going to get. So whatever it is, I was thinking about this of the stuff that has been seemingly bumped from thirteen to thirteen point one. I can't figure what they would sh- would need to give stage time to. Yeah, because it's stuff like ETA sharing and maps and shortcuts automation and stuff like that. They didn't even show off shortcuts automation at WWDC. Like we have to find that e- out later. ETA sharing and maps might actually not be bad, but I'm just I'm not sure, and it might be something that we haven't even thought of. I just am putting a little chip down here mm-hmm. on with everything going on with the iOS 13 and getting it ready in advance and all of that. That there'll be something mm-hmm. that they want to mention, but they're going to have to put an asterisk on. I mean, all right, we need to just do a clarification here. Something like Apple Arcade. Would that that's count? a service. That's not a feature. Right, I'm, cool. I'm really thinking iOS iOS features. That's cool. I just wanted to double check that because I feel like that something like that could have been. If a Apple Arcade point. is enabled with a software update, is that a feature? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm thinking of an OS feature, not a feature that mm-hmm. enables a service. Sweet. I just wanted to check. You see why I want to check that though, right? Like that. Totally. I figured that was totally, what I was getting up from. Right. Because because. Um, I could argue like, oh, well, what if it's enabled on a software update and then we don't know and we can't score the draft and that's not any good. So I'm really thinking they're going to extol the virtues of a feature of the operating system that is great. And it'll probably be something like, and later this year, you're going to be able to do this thing and Mm -hmm. all that. And you know what it is? I don't know. I just feel like there's enough floating out there that maybe we pick uh, or maybe I pick the uh, that some of it is deferred. We'll see. I am going to say that the 10R replacement, which I'm calling the iPhone 11, will keep its LCD display. That's a pretty low difficulty pick, don't you think? Yes, but it's if they mention it. Oh, well, that's true. I mean, they will. They'll talk, They'll do the display specs. They'll say, mm-hmm. oh, well, it's got this beautiful uh, blah, blah, blah LCD display, and Jason, it's great. And I'm playing to win. I'm not playing for right. this wild game that you're playing. This is important right. to me. I'm two picks. Okay. I'm two drafts down this year. It's true. And it's September. I'm playing to win this sucker, all right? Like, all right. I'm not doing this hard mode game that you're playing. Okay. That's all fine. Right. I think it's a good pick. I don't think there are any... Uh, rumors at all that suggest the 10R is getting an OLED display. Nope. So, uh, I you know point to you. Don't worry. I my next pick is I think pretty bold. Okay. So we'll see if you pick it first. But I I think that many people will think that I'm wild for picking what I'm going to pick for round eight. But I think okay. that there's logic to it. Uh, but right. before we do that, let me thank our second sponsor of this episode, and that is Eero. Eero is a game changer because it means actually being able to access your internet from anywhere in the house at its 
best speeds. That's always that one room with unreliable Wi-Fi, and nothing is more irritating than trying to watch your favorite show and having to see it buffering, buffering, buffering. Eero blankets your home with fast, reliable Wi-Fi, so you'll constantly have strong signal wherever you need it. You can get set up in minutes, you can plug it straight into your modem or router box, and you can even manage it from a super simple app, which lets you do cool stuff like pause the Wi-Fi when you're sitting down for family time or something like that. And you can even get alerts if any device tries to join your network during this period of time in case there's some pesky individual in your home who wants to keep connecting to the Wi-Fi. Eero has fixed all of the Wi-Fi problems that you're going to see. No more dead spots, no more buffering. I recently spent significant time in the Snell Zone, and I know that the Snell Zone is blanketed in that era Wi-Fi, and everything Indeed. was very fast, even out in the backyard, Jason, as they say. Yep. When, you were, when you were here in the garage, there was plenty of Wi-Fi. When you were in the backyard, plenty of Wi-Fi. Not a problem. If you had wandered around to where we were cooking Stephen Hackett's steak, which is in the side yard where the irrigation controller is, that's mm-hmm. a smart controller that's on the Wi-Fi, you'd have Wi-Fi there too. It's everywhere. My house is not that big, but it still had dead spots, and it doesn't anymore because Eero's got it covered. You can get your Wi-Fi fixed as soon as tomorrow by going to Eero.com slash Ahoy and using the code Ahoy at checkout to get free overnight shipping of your order. That's eero.com slash A-H-O-Y and the code Ahoy at checkout to get your Eero delivered with free overnight shipping. Once again, that's Eero.com slash Ahoy and the code Ahoy. You've got to use the URL and code to get that overnight shipping for being a listener of this show. How nice is that? Our thanks to Eero for their support of Upgrade and Relay FM. What is your pick number eight, please, Jason Snell? <sighs> okay, you've chastened me a little bit. Um, and uh, I need to, I, I feel like I need to go make a relatively non risky pick here and get a point back. So I'm going to pick that Apple will show new Apple Watch faces on screen. <laughs> okay, that is a good one. Uh, when you say new, do you mean previously unseen? New to, new to the Apple Watch. New to the Apple Not Watch. Not previously unseen at WWGC, just new in this version of watchOS. New to the Apple Watch yeah, from yeah. current version. <laughs> you went for real, a real <laughs> easy one there. Uh, that's fine. I, again, we never know, it's right? List. But it's on the list. If it's on the list, it can be picked. Um, but they might not. They might not. But it's like I guess it's like saying Apple will show an iPhone home screen. But it's on the list, and nothing's on a given. The list. For all we know, and we we then, and I think this is fair to say, they may not show anything about the Apple Watch. They may not. They may not. We don't know that, right? The reason maybe there's not a lot of rumors is because there's no Apple Watch until November. So who yeah. knows? All right, you ready for my pick number eight? Oh boy! I wonder I? if you think this is going to be as wild as I think other people will think it is wild. Uh-huh. Disney Plus will be mentioned during the keynote. I so just a little behind the scenes here. I put this on our list. Yes, and my thought there was if they do an Apple TV segment mm-hmm. and they're talking about Apple TV Plus, mm-hmm. that one of the things that they might do in that segment. I'm trying to play an imaginary keynote in my head when yep. I'm doing these lists, right? Like you and I put this list together. We're playing imaginary keynotes in our head. Keynotes that could be. And one of them is Disney Plus is coming out this fall. People are very excited about it. It's going to be on the Apple TV. It's going to be tied in with the Apple TV app in terms of uh, data, even though it's not going to be a a channel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So why would you not mention it as one of the great features of Apple's television environment? It would be foolish to not mention it. Because this yeah. is the one everyone's thinking about right now. 
Yeah. So you kind of piggyback and you say, you know, our TV environment is great. Disney Plus, you know, it's going to show up and, you know, and, and other services. So I think this is, you know, plausible, which is why I put it in here. It is a little bit wacky mm-hmm. uh, that they would mention the competition to the own their own thing. But I feel like, I don't know, I feel like there's a good chance that they will at least mention it in the context of the functionality of like the TV app. This is going to be a constant struggle now uh, with Apple as the provider and the content company. And this is something that's just going to continue to prevail across everything as they increase their services. Like, will they want to demo games on stage anymore that aren't in Apple Arcade? We'll find out. If the game's big enough, maybe they will. Right? And so it's like, will they continue to sell the Apple TV? If they want to continue selling that product, which you assume they would, they would want to talk about the software, which is tvOS. And one of tvOS's main features of this year, and of the last year, was the integration with other uh, providers, right? In the channels feature or in the redesigned TV interface, in the TV app itself. The TV app exists on iOS as well, and Apple wants that to be the home. They right. want people to be going to the TV app because that's where their TV content will be as well. And one way to do that is to try and get all of the big players on board. And this could be something that they want. This could be something Disney asked for. Yeah, it could be as part of the uh, deal to get them on there. You know, be sure to talk. We may see someone from Disney come out on stage and show off the Disney Plus app. Could happen. It could happen. But what you're picking is that it'll be mentioned by a person Mm -hmm. on stage. Yeah. So if it's like in a slide of the TV interface, it doesn't count. You need to actually, somebody needs to say the words Disney, Disney Plus. Plus. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to go too easy on this one. Someone's going to say Disney Plus. I mean, if they say that great new streaming service from Disney, that's fine. <laughs> we'll give it to you. you to From the mouse house. We own the Plus. Only <laughs> Apple gets the Plus. They call it they're Disney gonna, Plus. <laughs> they're not going <laughs> to. Ooh. Well, then Studio Canal is going to be very upset uh-huh. with Canal Plus, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, you ready for mine? Yeah, I'm ready. This is a meta pick, uh, but again, I'm I I uh, am pick. I'm running the virtual keynote in my head, and you know what we often get at the iPhone event is a retail update. Mm-hmm. And Angela Aarons is gone, or going. And I Deirdre she, O'Brien she, is she's there. gone, right? She's, she's gone. gone. Yeah, Deirdre O'Brien is is in charge. Uh, one of our options is to say, Deirdre O'Brien's going to come on stage and give a retail update. I'm not going to go that far, but I am going to do this. I'm going to pick that there will be an Apple retail slide with a photo of a new, relatively new, flagship store. Because there's always a picture always, of a new Apple yeah, store yeah, on the keynote. One. So I'm going to pick that. That's a good one. It's a good one. Always. I don't know what store. I don't know where. I don't know. But I feel like there's always a retail update at least briefly with a picture because it's a beautiful picture and it's more interesting than showing like a bar chart of retail sales or something so they show a beautiful picture of a new apple store and they say hey the apple store is great and then they maybe they just move on but that's my pick this next pick that i have is is a difficult one because this feels like something apple would want to do but i just don't know if they're able to do it and that is that new Apple TV Plus content deals will be announced. Ooh. Now, this is something they would want to do, right? Like They would want to be able to mm-hmm. surprise us with an individual or a property that they will have on Apple TV Plus. But Hollywood doesn't like secrets. Right. Apple does. It could be, and the way I'm thinking of this is, they have something that will be in development 
right? Like it hasn't even begun. They've inked a deal and they will be announcing it and it won't be at launch, right? Like this is um, something like imagine like the Oprah thing, right? Where Apple owned that. They got, they got it out first. Could be something like that. Um, it could be that they've bought the rights to something and we just don't know yet. Who knows? But uh, I think Apple would love to do this to try and surprise people. I don't know if they're going to be able to do it, but I know they would want to do it so much that I'm going to pick it. I I can't argue with your logic. I don't think this is going to happen because mm-hmm. it is uh, hard to yeah. keep a secret in Hollywood. But... I agree with your rationale that Apple would love to have some sort of a surprise. Mm-hmm. I whatever it is, I I don't know, but um, they would love it. I just don't know if it's possible for them to do it. Yeah, but I'm sure they would love it, and I, I, I they definitely want to talk up Apple TV Plus for sure. Final pick time. Oh, final you know, pick time. Oh. You know, what I really want to pick, and I now regret not putting it on our list, is Spinal Tap reference. Because there have been Spinal Tap references in the past. This, these go to 11. Look, if you really want it, you can have it. <laughs> you could have put it on the list and I was never picking it. So it's not yeah, like I feel oh, I like know. you've beat me in some way. Like I was never going to pick it. But it's so important oh, to you. I don't know how important it is, but it's the iPhone 11. This is the thing. If they do it, you will be so upset if you do it and you didn't pick it. Okay. Spinal Tap reference, and that means that if it is uh, these go to eleven, that's all. It goes to eleven. That's all it, I need to get this. Yep. Is that there will be a Spinal Tap reference to that famous line about the amp that d- doesn't go to ten; it goes to eleven, so it's louder. Uh, from this is Spinal Tap. So My Spinal Tap on reference this one is you need Phil Schiller. <laughs> you need. I feel like Schiller's the one to do this. Or uh, yeah, Federighi does it too. But yeah, there's, this would be a presumably with the iPhone. It's probably Phil Schiller. Mm-hmm. Could be Greg Joswiak, but it's you know it's one of those guys. And it really just needs to be a these go to eleven at some point for the iPhone eleven. If I'm ever gonna get it, I mean technically as long as Mac OS ten is version ten point something, there's always hope for Spinal Tap. But uh, with the iPhone 11, I feel like I'm never going to get a better a better opportunity. So, yeah, thank you for letting me choose Spinal Tap reference. If we didn't go for boring titles of these episodes, always a chance for Spinal Tap. <laughs> yeah. The title of this sure. episode. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm struggling with this. I've got two that I'm trying to pick from here. One is boring. And we've you know, already... if, I be- if I beat you with these picks that I've made, you're going to feel really bad. <laughs> Don't do that to me. That's not fair. You can't do that, Jason. They're oh. all available. Um, all yeah. of the things that you've picked are possible. They're just a little it's... bit riskier. Uh, yeah, that's true. I have lost on incredibly obvious things, right? Like that's things also, that we all... That's also true. Right? All thoughts like, oh, these are definitely yeah. going to happen. And then they I'll... just don't mention any other product line. Hey, Mike, let me mention some things that you have to choose that you have not yet chosen from and that I have not chosen oh, from. Oh, gosh. We what? have not chosen any iPads. We have not chosen any Macs. There's an item that is the Mac is mentioned on stage, hasn't been chosen. So there's a lot that's uh, that's hanging out there. Yeah. Uh, the HomePod has not been chosen for anything. AirPods have not been chosen for anything. So you got a lot of, of straight up picks. And then also, I just want to marvel at the fact that we've uh, there's lots of stuff that we haven't picked. Apple mentions Apple TV, app availability on non-Apple hardware platforms. Oh, that's one of mine that I put in there. Yeah, yeah. this is like, they, it might not even be new, 
but it's the idea that Apple's going to say, isn't it great that we're on Samsung or Roku or mm-hmm. all of this? And they're going to boast about the fact that that TV app where you can get Apple TV Plus is not just on the Apple TV and on iOS and on the Mac, but it's on well, what so, is, TVs, it's Samsung, It's only Roku. on Samsung TVs right now. That was definitely an exclusive deal. I think they even made reference at one point to other TVs later. I think later is now. Yeah, okay. Um, and the, the the Apple TV app will be available on more platforms than we currently know it to be. At the but even if they Apple just TV mentioned Plus. Samsung, it would be okay. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. want to get that boast of, uh, you know, we're we're on other devices. It's not yeah. just us. Yeah. Um, That's a good so one. there was stuff that we didn't pick. The thing that I was uh, struggling with, the two that I had, was making my last pick faster or better Face ID, but mm-hmm. it felt too boring considering you already picked new or updated true depth hardware like they can't yeah. be like oh we updated the uh the cameras and it's slower no now different. <laughs> <laughs> that felt yeah, probably not that felt a bit boring so let's let's talk about some so we as you just mentioned there are like most of apple's product line is not being mentioned here and that is i expect because we both believe there will be an october event this year yes yeah, uh, with it, it makes so much sense. It's iPad and Mac. Mm-hmm. It's it's more professional focused. Mm-hmm. So you get a MacBook Pro, you get the new iPad Pro, you get uh, maybe some detail about the Mac Pro. The rumors of the iPad Pro really solidified this to me. I could mm-hmm. imagine a world where they showed off this new MacBook Pro on stage and that was that was done, right? That they did it in September because they want people to see it. But if they're also going to be doing iPad revisions this year and it's like new processors only, they weren't going to do it in the September event. And then I would feel like, okay, now you have enough to wrap up into an October event, put the focus on the pros, have some people come down, gives you more time to show off the Mac Pro again. Like there is way more of an October event in what they could show off this year than there even was last year, right? Like the iPad Pro was an amazing thing, uh, but it was more amazing than we believed it to be in the before it came out right like it's special just how great that device is but that was like the star of the show right but if mm-hmm. they have this new macbook pro that is more than enough reason and we know apple have other products that they might want to give a little bit more time to this year so it feels like that is like a whole thing one thing that we did have that i was toying with was ipad os mentioned on stage i think that will happen yep. but i just didn't pick it yeah no i i i thought about that one um, two that I I thought I might pick and I didn't pick. Um, the we never said like the 10s and 10s Max replacements are called Pro. We never said although though you pick that it's the base model, right? No, the one we didn't say is that the 10s and the 10s Max will share a name, which I kind of like that idea right, that they're right. only differentiated by screen size and we can get rid of this ridiculous Max name. Um, I don't know if I believe it because, again, Apple does weird things with naming, but I wanted to pick it. I also wanted to pick and never got around to uh, reverse wireless charging, which is, I find, a very boring feature that uh, is still a feature that if you can do it, you would mention it. But I find it really boring like because it's slow. And yes, you could charge your AirPods case with your iPhone, I guess. Um, not that exciting. That's the reason to do it. Uh, yep. I think that that's a great thing to have but it is not the most exciting thing in the world. They they will mention it because it's going to be a new hardware feature, so it will get mentioned, sure. but it's just not going to be great. 
We didn't pick always on OLED screen on either the iPhone or the Apple Watch. Our perennial for us of the dream that you'll be able to like leave the screen on and see the clock all the time. Uh, but it hasn't happened yet. And maybe Apple's just committed to not doing that. So uh, we didn't pick any of those. Uh, we didn't pick Apple Pencil support on the iPhone, which is a, I feel like we've done the last couple of years. Yeah. We've talked about that. I think maybe we've just broken down that and given one's up. That has been a little bit beaten out of me, I think, over time. Yeah. I just think that's becoming yeah. less possible as time it. goes on rather than more possible. They have all the pieces, but they seem to not be interested in doing it. So maybe if they come up with a mega-sized iPhone mm-hmm. in the future, and that is one of the rumors for next year, is a an even larger that the tennis max uh, successor successor will get even larger. You know, maybe that's their opportunity to put the Apple pencil support in that model or something. But until then they've got all the pieces. They just don't want to put it together. The, uh, we did mention nothing about service bundles, like services bundles. Although I believe we both think there's going to be one. I do. I'm really worried. I'm really worried about Apple's approach to bundles. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I have a real concern that they're not going to do a bundle. That they're just going to say, look, everything's got a price, buy what you want. And I would like them to bundle, but maybe there's something where they're saying, oh, well, bundles are complicated. We're going to keep it simple. Everything is an a la carte purchase. And that sounds like something Apple would do, even though I think that we would all be better served with a bundle. And I decided not to wish cast into that one because my concern is that they're not going to do it. Also, we didn't mention, like we had a bunch of fun ones for Apple TV Plus that I think are all a little bit risky, which is why we didn't go down that route. But it's like a trailer or a sizzle reel for Apple TV Plus. Somebody related to a show, a producer, director, actor, or writer from an Apple TV show, Apple TV Plus show is brought out on stage at some point. Both of those are going to happen in my mind, but I just the the producers Zach Amberg and Jamie Ehrlich who do Apple TV Plus on stage. That may also happen. They may be the ones who present if there is an Apple TV Plus segment. Uh, so that we there are a bunch of things there that uh, we could have uh, gone for and uh, and didn't, but uh, they they probably still will happen. Um, one of mine was a Johnny Ive appearance. Maybe he's lost. I think they will do that. And, and I also think there is a possibility, which is in the pick, that he will have some kind of thank you or farewell from Tim Cook on stage. Yeah. I think all of those things are going to happen. We, we wrap that up in a he could we could appear in an ad. He would hear his voice in an ad or in a video one last time. Or maybe it's literally just... Um, hey, thanks to Johnny, who's who's leaving. We're still working with him on projects. Uh, yeah, totally. But he's leaving us, and he's great. And everybody applaud. Uh, that would be a thing that you know. Again, I don't know what likelihood that is. I I would say less than fifty percent, but I think it definitely could happen. So they are a selection of things that we didn't pick. There are in the show notes scorecards, both a PDF scorecard and an interactive scorecard made by the wonderful Upgradian Zach Knox. So you will be able to score along with us. Uh, and as always, we love to see the pictures of people's scorecards. We love to see how people are scoring us. You can feel free to tell us exactly how you think we should be scored. It will not be taken under advisement, <laughs> but we love to know anyway. Uh, so please do on, on uh, keynote day. Um, please be sharing all of that online. We'd love to see those. Uh, we're gonna, Jason. Where will people be able to see the reporting? Uh, we still have more to do in this episode, but we've got. Uh, we, we'll obviously be recording our episode next week after the event, so you can keep an eye out for that. Uh, yeah, so that's going to be a fun thing for us. And all of my stuff will be on uh, sixcolors.com, so just uh, look there, as always. Sixcolors.com, as they say.
Even if there are only five colors of phones, it will still be at sixcolors.com. I had a bunch of people ask me, are you going to register fivecolors.com? And the answer is one, no, there's already a fivecolors.com. It's super weird. And uh, two, uh, no, the historic Apple logo is the six color rainbow. And that's what the site is named after. It's not named. In fact, when I named it, there was no expectation that Apple would ever even toy with the six color rainbow ever again. So, of course not. Sixcolors.com forever. All right, shall we? Uh, we have actually have some follow up that we want to do, uh, and a couple of ask upgrade questions. Yeah. Um, but we uh, we should take a break, our final break for this episode, and then we should do that because there's some interesting news that we want to make sure we've covered before it gets lost in the shuffle uh, over the next couple of weeks. Today's show is brought to you by Squarespace. Make your next move with Squarespace to let you easily create a website for your next idea. We have a unique domain name, award winning templates, and so much more. They are the all in one platform that will let you put your next project online there's nothing to install or patch or upgrade squarespace have got you covered with all of that and they back it up with 24 7 customer support no matter what type of website you want to build whether it's a blog or a portfolio or an online store no matter what squarespace has the tools i was actually today building a website in squarespace it is so easy to use i love how simple everything is to drag around i love that i can in the web browser i can say hey i want to see what this is going to look like on smartphones and i can see how it will format so i can make any adjustments that i need over the many many years i've been using squarespace it has just gotten better and more powerful all the time their plans start at just 12 dollars a month but you can start a trial today with no credit card required just by going to squarespace.com upgrade and then when you decide to sign up Use the offer code UPGRADE at checkout and you will get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain and show your support for this show. Once again, that's squarespace.com slash upgrade and the code UPGRADE for 10% of your first purchase. Our thanks to Squarespace for their continued support of this show and all of Relay FM, Squarespace. Make your next move, make your next website. So Apple have expanded. There's a, there's a couple of press releases from Apple that we're going to cover that happened over the last week. They have expanded hmm. third-party repairs. Um, they've got a brand new program. So now the independent businesses that want to do iPhone and Mac repairs and that kind of stuff can get access to parts, tools, and resources directly from Apple without needing to be an authorized service provider. There's no cost to join the program. They just need to be certified, and then they can get that access. Yeah, this is good news. Um, I would say the the story here is complicated, and uh, I had a guy who actually was complaining to me about being not nice to Apple uh, in saying that they should maybe. I mean, originally my post about this said leave it to the professionals, which good point kind of insults the people at Apple who are the professionals. That's not really what I intended, so I changed it. But the the story here is that there used to be a vast number of Apple authorized service providers that were like the computer guy, the computer repair shop in your town. And they were the people who fixed Macs. And then with the rise of the Apple retail store and the complexity uh, and, and the kind of appliance-ish nature of things like the iPod and the even the iPhone, um, Apple started to kind of take control of service and say you should go to the apple store the apple store is where you get service and it made life very hard for a lot of those uh those uh repair shops and many of them just went out of business although they're still around some of them um and somebody made the point to me that you know a lot of those people were lousy and you'd get the like they'd have one certified technician but they would have a bunch of people working behind the scenes who weren't certified and who did terrible things it's like I have no doubt that that's true, but that doesn't invalidate the idea that there was a large network of repair shops. And then for any 
any repair shop or plumber or whatever, you got to take your chances. And some of them are good and some of them are bad. The problem is when Apple kind of took its ball and went home a little bit with Apple retail, what they ended up doing was, and and this is a thing that Apple does from time to time, is they say, no, 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 we're going to do it. We're going to really take this over and you should come to us and we're going to do it. And although that has implications for the people who were doing it and it can be unpleasant, I get why they might say that, which is it's going to be a better experience if we do everything and it's through the Apple Store or or you send it to us and we've got the, the people who are trained and it's our hardware and we understand what's going on here. The problem is when Apple takes total control of something and then doesn't do a very good job of it. And Um, initially the genius bar and all of that kind of stuff was kind of brilliant, but over the course of time, Apple's, the volume of Apple products sold and customers has gone up so quickly and the Apple store and Apple's repair ability to, um, to, to generate enough, you know, technicians and trained people to deal with all of that has, uh, been outpaced by Apple's growth. And so, it, the experience of, of going, we talked about it when we talked about Apple retail, right? The idea that maybe Apple retail is very, very, very good at being a, a showroom. But uh, if you go in there with a broken computer, it can be really frustrating to be in an Apple retail store. It doesn't mean that the technicians are not qualified, but you, you can wait a long time and it can be really frustrating and you may have a, a very bad experience. And then there are a lot of people who don't live anywhere near an Apple store. Mm-hmm. So... What Apple is doing here is just opening it up a little bit more. Now, if you talk to like iFixit, they'll tell you this is Apple kind of trying to get in front of right to repair legislation, which might legally like force Apple to allow access to its devices and its tools and its parts and things like that. And that may be the case. But I'm I'm viewing it from the perspective that there used to be a thriving third party repair network for Apple and Apple has really clamped down on that and been very limiting in what those people are allowed to do while building up the Apple store as a place to go. The Apple store is not as good as it used to be as a place to go. And now Apple's like, all right, you're right. And they've been over time expanding what they're going to allow. And this gives those people get to order Apple parts, Apple certified parts and things like that. It's a good thing because if you're living nowhere near an Apple store and you've got your local repair store in town and they're really your only option, it, you know, and they've gone through the training to be a certified Apple person. They should be able to fix your iPhone or your iPad or your Mac or whatever, ideally. So um, I think it's good. Like there, it's complicated and there's a lot else going on. But I think just the fact that Apple is loosening up a little bit in this area, it's a good thing. I think the idea of them getting ahead of legislation, like it doesn't, I, I don't really see that as a problem in the sense of like, well, it kind of doesn't matter as long as they have a good yeah. solution. I which... think for pe- for people like the folks that I fix it, what they're really saying is this doesn't solve our bigger issue that we have, which is right to repair, which is individuals having the ability to repair their own stuff and and open it up and not uh, you know and be allowed to do that legally. Mm. And um, so because they did, like Kyle Weens at I fix it, like they they praised this, like this is a good move. But then they also said, but also let's not forget that there's this larger fight also going on that maybe Apple is trying to get in front of. And I think you, both of those things can be true. 
And Apple have changed their Siri grading policy. So Apple have apologized for the Siri call grading. This is where they were having contractors listening to audio clips of Siri conversations. Um, They have announced a number of changes to their policy. They're no longer retaining audio recordings by default, but they will continue to use computer-generated transcripts. And the only way to opt out of that is to not use Siri. Um, They will have opt-in for audio sampling. So the audio sampling program will continue, but it is an explicit opt-in now. And if you do opt-in, only Apple employees will listen to those samples, so they will not be having contractors, and they will be tasked to delete any audio that seems to be an accidental trigger. I mean, this is this is better, but I mean, it, I, there's still a part of it which I find awkward, and I was talking about this on Connected this week, like I was kind right. of going through my feelings live about it, really. Uh-huh, I heard. I'm still giving them the information. It's just text now. Yeah, and I'm, you know, I think that this is a good move. It is the move they should have made. I would love it if they let you not have the transcripts, but I feel like, and this is clearly what went into this policy, is is somebody having the same feeling, which is it's less of an invasion of privacy to have text rendered from text-to-speech or speech-to-text and sent over the line um, trying to figure out how it interprets stuff than it is to send an audio recording source from my home that I, I wasn't mm-hmm. aware of. So I I do think there's a difference there. It would be nice if I agree people a difference. had a chance to opt out of that. And, like, there's definitely a difference. And maybe maybe the difference is that it's, a, it's an opt-in for the audio sampling. Maybe in the long run, what they need to do is have an opt-out for transcripts. Just mm-hmm. that it's op- that one is not an opt-in. They, they really want those text transcripts. But even yeah. then, maybe you can go I flip don't. a switch and say, I, I don't want that. I can't imagine they're going to put that opt-out. This is when they would have done uh, that if they would have done that. Like that and, and honestly, it, it kind of felt to me that even though it's written in there, they're still trying to kind of like not make let you pay attention to that part. Well, you can imagine that there was a whole argument here about the people who use, uh, who you know, people and machine learning to fix Siri and train Siri that then Apple comes and says, we got to shut this off. And they're like, no, 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 we can't, we can't do that. And they're like, all right, well, and they end up coming up with this uh, solution, which is we're going to get you text. We can get away with doing text transcripts, Mm -hmm. but we can't get away with sending recordings from people's houses without their consent and having them go, all right, but you need to ask. And it will probably be, my guess is it will be like all of those other opt-ins that we get where it'll actually be in our face when we upgrade to a new version of iOS, where it will say, would you like to share uh, your audio files of Siri activations to help make this service better, right? It'll be one of those things just like about sharing information mm-hmm. with app developers and all of that. It would be a very positive, like, you want to do this. You want to be make it better, right? You know how bad Siri is, right? <laughs> they, they won't say that, but yeah, right? We'll improve the service. It'll be great. And then you can go, no. And then that's that's it. That's probably how it'll work. And then the, the employee thing, I don't know. You guys were talking about it on Connected. And I, for me... It is, I just feel that there is something fundamentally different with having it be a person who works for Apple because I put my trust in Apple at some level for Mm -hmm. all of this stuff and a person who's just a contractor because to to me that seems like uh, it's now my my sound is going outside of Apple, outside of the the domain of Apple. Um, I, I know how 
picky Apple is about their employees. You get a job at Apple, you're going to be afraid to lose it. There are lots of things about having it be somebody at Apple. Presumably, you are better paid with better benefits. Contractors, and I don't like this about Silicon Valley, but it's a, a fact of, of how they use contractors now. They don't have good benefits. They aren't paid as well. Um, they come and go. I imagine turnover in contractor land is much greater than it is in Apple employee land, the people who are fully Apple, you know, made men at Apple, like they're, they're, they've got the imprint of being part of Apple. Like I would imagine that that is a more, uh, hard to get kind of job. And I'm not saying anything bad about contractors. I'm saying the way they're treated and the fact that it cycles through because people are looking for better contracting jobs and things like that. And, you know, this was about people going to the guardian with, the fact that they're chattering about, uh, did you hear these people having sex on this audio file or whatever it is, or discussing a drug deal on this audio file? And just, and I don't have any facts to back this up. I'm literally just saying my feeling is that if somebody is at Apple and they're doing this under the threat of losing their fancy job at Apple, they're going to be less likely to do things like show those files around and talk about it with their friends and talk about it to the guardian and things like that. And because they're better treated, they have more to lose and they're being held to Apple standards. And uh, so Apple, to me, it's a big deal, even though it seems like a very fine point to say, it's just going to be Apple employees. We're going to keep these files inside Apple. We're not going to have kind of random contractors listening to them. It matters to me. All right. We have some hashtag ask upgrade questions to round out today's episode. The first one comes from Benjamin and does also uh, reference another news story that happened in the last week. Benjamin <laughs> asks, do you think the iOS 13 will be released to owners of older hardware or will 13.0 only be for new phones until 13.1 is ready for everybody? Uh, surprising everybody, Apple released uh, the first beta of iOS 13.1 before iOS 13 is shipped. Uh, it seems that some features that are not in 13 beta 8, I think it was, are in 13.1. Um, and so it seems like Apple may have cut off some of the stuff, pushed it to 13.1 because it will be coming sooner than usual, you know, maybe like a month after or something. Or maybe maybe the uh, 11 is the only phone to get 13 and everybody else waits. What do you think? I... So my guess is that iOS 13 is a emergency get it out the door so that we can ship it on the new iPhones OS. Um, it would... I think it depends on when 13.1 is ready. If 13.1 is ready around when the phones ship on presumably September 20th, then yeah, everybody will just get 13.1 and people who aren't on the new iPhones won't ever even see iOS 13. If 13.1 isn't going to come until like October when um like the ipads come out would they ship ios 13 for everybody else rather than having like the people on new phones have this os version that nobody else has where if they upgrade their reminders database or reminders icloud stuff it breaks the compatibility with all their other devices which can't update until later uh then again you know is mac os gonna ship in september i, I can't see that it will maybe it, it will. will so if I had to guess, I'd say that um, 13 will ship in in September with the phones and then that, yeah, I think it's a coin flip. I, I Let's say, yeah, let's say that 13, if it comes out for one iPhone model, will come out for all of them. Not sure about the iPads, though. And then the rest of it will have to wait until 
But it, I wouldn't put it past him to just have 13 be on the phones and say they're, it's coming in a few weeks for everyone else. And Zach asks, I recently bought a 12.9-inch iPad Pro that I'm using as a secondary work machine. I'm torn between getting a bridge keyboard or the smart keyboard. My job doesn't revolve around writing, so the keyboard would receive moderate use on email, web browsing, and stuff like that. I already have a Bluetooth keyboard and stand at home, and I like being able to easily remove the iPad from its case or keyboard to use as a tablet. I also want something that is easy to use on a lap. Any thoughts on what I should get? Hmm. Well, I mean, on a lap, easy to use on a lap, the bridge keyboard is going to be the best thing to use on a lap, I think. Um, And it's cheaper than the smart keyboard, believe it or not. Um, The smart keyboard is not as good to use on a lap, Um, although you can, and it's okay. It's just a little bit more wiggly. Um, So, you know, the nice thing about the smart keyboard is that it's it's just a cover, and it is additional bulk from just the regular case but you have a keyboard when you need it and when you say you've got moderate use but not a lot um using the bridge you know you've got it's really like for serious typing and you've got a laptop at that point until you take it back out so um you know i don't know my my gut feeling is that the smart keyboard might be fine but um but I do like the bridge keyboard. It just is, and and, and I use it that way. But it, it's a little more serious, a little less casual. So it sort of depends on how much you want to have that mode shift where you're like, all right, it's time to enter you know, typing mode and go get the bridge keyboard and slide it in there. Whereas you can just walk around with that smart keyboard and flip it open when you want. I'm all in on bridge. I have one above my iPads now. Uh, it worked. It, uh, this is the way that I like to use my iPad. Uh, I'm still hoping for a one with a trackpad. That would be great, right? Because even if I just used it for scrolling stuff and text insertion, right? I I want it. Like I have that space. iOS can understand a trackpad now. Let's get a trackpad on one of those keyboards, please, Bridge. I would like that very much. I know it's not the easiest thing to have to explain to your customers, right? Like how to enable that mode, but just give me an option, make it more expensive and let the pro pros get it, right? Like, come on, give me it. Give me, give me, give me. I want, want, want very much. Well, they have one for the Surface keyboard, right? So presumably they know how to do it. Yeah, and they have one for Chromebooks, I think, or Chrome tablets too, right? Like I don't think it's just, just the one device. So they know how to do it. They have the space for it. The devices look exactly the same, you know, like they look very, very similar, Come on, come on. Gimme, gimme, gimme. That's what I say. All right. All right, so that wraps it up for this week's episode of Upgrade. You have everything you need now to go on forth toward the event next week. It's going to be on Tuesday, so we'll be putting the episode out Tuesday evening. Uh, So we're not going to record on Monday because that would be wild uh, as a thing to do, to record the day before the event and have nothing to talk about. So we're going to wait and we'll record on Tuesday. Uh, and we'll give you all of the news straight out mm-hmm. um, of uh, everything that will be occurring and going down in the Steve Jobs Theater over at Apple Park. That's what they're doing it, right? Steve Jobs Theater? Yeah. So we're very excited. iPhone time is big time. And uh, so we have now said goodbye to the summer of fun. Uh, we're into the autumn of iPhone. And uh, we'll be back next time. If you want to find the show notes for this week, including 
all of the wonderful scorecards, you can go to relay.fm slash upgrade slash 261. I would like to extend a thank you again to Squarespace, Bombas, and Eero for their support of this show. Don't forget to donate to St. Jude. We'd love that. stjude.org slash pineapple to do that. Um, and keep your eye out on Twitter and places like that for the other things that we're going to be doing to help support this wonderful charity through, rest, through the rest of September, which is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. If you want to find Jason online, he's at Jasonell. I am at imike, I-M-Y-K-E. Keep it locked to sixcolors.com over the next week. <laughs> and we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Jason Snell. Goodbye.